0: With the wrestling talk, um, we need to do a public service announcement from Matt, Rhodes, and Shine. the good folks at TFW—that's Freaking Wrestling Podcast. If you are out in public and you feel yourself needing to sneeze, needing to cough, needing to do anything that is going to get bodily fluids out of your body and potentially into the air, and onto other people, can you please make that healthy decision to not do that and sneeze in your elbow, worst case in your hand or cough in your hand or in your elbow so you do not get people sick, most importantly, the three of us, we all sick, typically I say like, hey, three to haraway. away, this is like, uh what's Spanish for like sickly folks, what you got for me?
1: I oh, don't know. Don't know what's sick. How, to, how did Como City say sick in, in Espanol? No
0: se I mean, She's been working on her Spanish and she got to keep going. Eshawn, <laughs> how would you say.
1: No blando. How about that? Hold on. Okay. No
0: blando. How would you say in Georgia's lane, don't get nobody else sick around you?
2: Y'all, Yo, don't get nobody <laughs> else sick.
0: <laughs> That's like Alabama circa 1920. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are all under the weather, fighting headaches and body aches and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, But I just had to put that public service announcement out there. Do not worry. The content is still going to be fire. You came here to listen to us talk and rant about wrestling, and I'll be damned if that is not what you're going to get to the same level, if not more. I'm I'm so hype. Let's go. On this podcast. Episode 105, right? Wow. Is that where we at now? 105? I think we're 105. 105. That's freaking wrestling. Like I said, I am your host, Matt. Joined by my two co-hosts right here. Eshan right there. Rhodesia is right there. Had a fantastic Royal Rumble live post show. Thank you for everybody that watched us on X. Checked out the YouTube. Checked out the podcast. We appreciate you guys, of course. We were gone all last week. Rhodesia and I, anyway. We were on vacation. And that's where we got sick. In the airport. And uh, so we didn't get a chance to talk about really any of the breaking news that came out. There was a lot. So we're going to start. We got to start, of course, serious and talk about the Vince McMahon and stuff. We would not be doing our due diligence as having a platform if we did not speak on it. I think more people need to speak on it uh, respectfully and um, I don't want to say professionally, but respectfully, right, of what's going on. Also, want of course, hit on the Netflix deal. That's a major, massive deal. I'm not sure how big of a deal it was outside of X. I was able just to see a little bit last week, but uh, this is, the of course the, course, the first time we've all been able to talk about it. So let's start with the Vince McMahon piece. And we have, you know, chronicled this since it started, really. It kind of mirrored our podcast when we kind of started our podcast when this came out. Hit that January, I believe it was, or whatever it was. But um, a disgusting lawsuit, uh, affidavit whatever you want to call it, came out last week. I still have not read the entire, I think it's 46-page document. I don't plan on reading it. Did either of you two read the entire document?
1: Nope, I have it up in front of me, but I have not had a chance to look at it.
2: No, I've heard snippets here and there.
0: Yep. Enough to know what we need to know, right? There, There, there is not like there's something in there that is going to counteract what we've heard from these text messages that we saw from... Uh, just the things that Vince McMahon is alleged to be done. And I know in this country and in the world, it should be innocent to prove proven guilty. I think this one's a little bit different because we know there are more allegations out there. There are more women that were paid off for their issues, more NDAs out there. I guess really what I want to get to, cause you guys all know, you know, probably a lot of the stuff that's in there, What I want to get to though, is when we were recording, The Royal Rumble post-show, the uh, Royal Rumble press conference is going on at the same time. And I made a comment because I looked on Twitter um, and Triple H had said that he hadn't seen the lawsuit yet or the the paperwork on it. And that was all I was able to kind of see until Sunday morning when I watched the entire press conference. I want to get into the comments or lack of comments from Triple H on this. He basically kind of said, let's not focus on the bad, let's focus on the good. Kind of like a no comment, but it wasn't a no comment. And then we kind of moved on. And, you know, I shouted out our guy, Cam, on Twitter, uh, John Alba, Brandon Thurston, and there's one more. Um, Who's the one that started the whole punk fiasco? At Brawler. Nick, Nick. Yeah. Um House. Yep, Houseman. I shouted them out because that is, you know, the the wrestling community gives the wrestling media a ton of crap when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot going into the weekend of, hey, if you're in that room, you better ask. You better ask, you better ask. And my thought is yeah, that there's a responsibility there if you consider yourself wrestling media to, to ask the the questions and there is no way. Someone should have not asked the question, but shout out to those guys because they did. But the answer that Triple H gave to those questions, I felt severely lacked Uh, the temperature check. I felt it severely lacked detail. And no, I'm not. I didn't. I don't expect Triple H. And then I'll throw it to you guys. I don't expect Triple H to go out there and say, yep, man. Yeah, that old guy, he was dirty, wasn't he? Like, I can't believe he did that, but hey, it's all good now. He's never going to touch this product again. I'm running things, and we're good to go, but he's a piece of crap. No, I don't expect that. But what I do expect is since he's taken over, everything has been up. Skittles, rainbows, teddy bears, the fluffiest pillows you can get. Business is up, ratings is up, revenue is up. Every single time we're doing press conferences, we're lauding and talking about, hey, this is the most money we've done in this market, in history, this is hot, this is hot, great show, incredible show, best show ever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the first time we have an issue, albeit the biggest issue in wrestling since Chris Benoit, in terms of a tragedy, in terms of a black eye, in this business, you can't come out and say what he said because the things that he, how they, Articulate those questions, you can answer those questions. If it was a blanket question of, hey, Paul, just tell us uh how Vince McMahon was doing these women dirty. And then he, okay, you can get it. They were tactful. I thought the questions were fantastic, and he still skated around it. What was your guys' thoughts on Triple H and how he responded? And then if if you agree, tell me why you agree. And if you don't agree, what would you have liked to have heard from Triple H?
1: This one kind of troubles me because I just want to make sure what I say here, I truly articulate how I feel inside. The responses he gave, I expected it. I also expected that he would have been a little bit more prepared to give a more satisfying response. The third or the final question came up about, well, what are you doing to protect people? And he said, short answer, everything. Did that satisfy me a bit? Yes, it did. The part that I juggle with is even back in the NXT days after he would have his um, takeover press conferences, he had ne- pretty much everything was on the table. He would answer any question, full transparency, to the point, didn't beat around the bush. So that did let me down because I've turned to H whenever he spoke that I'm like, okay, this is, this is how he feels, and he's going to always be real and honest with us. Now, if it has something to do with new management, meaning TKO, and what he can and can't say about something, so be it. I saw somebody on Twitter saying, well, would it have made it any better if he said, I can't speak on that? I don't know. That probably would have made me even more mad. But I'm kind of in this, I'm giving him a pass just because of his past history. And that's why I said, maybe it is a bit part of tribalism for me because I am giving him a little bit of that pass. If he said that he didn't read the document, I have to take the man at his word that he didn't read the document. So. Yes, I was upset that he didn't address it a little bit more direct, a little bit more of, yeah, this is what I heard. This is what they're looking into. I'm glad we got that presence out of our company. We don't, company doesn't need this. Because he could have absolutely said, hey, we're focusing on what just happened today. A great Royal Rumble, great people. And we're not going to let that badness affect our business anymore uh, because this is how we're moving forward. But in a way where, hey, the people who were hurt by, by Vince McMahon can say, all right, well, the WWE is not taking sides with him or not standing by his side or not condoning it. Again, I don't expect him to say he's a he's a dirty dog. You can't. You just can't do that. So for me, I'm kind of just in a mixed emotions on how I feel about it because I do believe he was wrong by not being more direct in his response. But I expected it, and I don't want to say I understand it. I don't want to say I get it. But probably the closest would be to, I get that response. Now, I would like to hear more of an official response as more time gone has gone on. But in that moment, you kind of, I can't sit up here and say with AEW, you have brawl. And I'm not comparing. So please be clear. I'm not comparing what happened in brawl out to people, sex trafficking people at all. But the the concept of something really good just happened. Let's kind of just live in this moment for just a moment, and then we'll get back to that. I can't be that one way with AEW and then flip the script over here for WWE. Again, not comparing it, just saying just the concept of it. Um, But I kind of just talked in circles. I Hopefully I articulated it. I wish we would have got a little bit more direct response from Triple H. We did not get that, and I kind of get it and understand it. But I would expect in the future to hear something a little bit more um, what he did was wrong.
2: I think anybody listening to his words felt like he didn't go about it the right way. You know, we've got on Tony Khan in the past, you know, regards to different situations of him not handling or skirting around the issues. And again, I'm not uh, the leader, the leader of a big company, so I don't know what you can and can't say, but a different perspective for him. and This might hit home a little bit harder for him right this is his father-in-law this is somebody that is a mentor to him someone he's known for years right and maybe some of these allegations have blindsided him i don't see how they would have i think that he probably knew some of these things were coming but it's still it's 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 coming from family it's, it's an emotional forum so he may not be able to react like he normally would in other circumstances because it is hitting home right he doesn't want to talk about his dad and and go down the whole allegation and go down that rabbit hole. Um, So maybe that's had something to do with it. I would assume Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to say that's what we're doing here, but I'm not going to be a dead horse. You know, there's a different way you should have did it. But I think that, I think we also have to understand the human emotion or element for him that this is family. We're talking about, I don't know. I would have want to go on a, a platform and talk about my family and, in a negative light too, because these are, these are big allegations, right? And they're very disturbing in a lot of different ways. I don't feel, I don't know if I would have handled them any differently, right? I might've been very like, Hey, I don't talk about it. Let's move on type of situation too. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's not the best thing to do in the moment, but at the same time though, you got business and you got family and sometimes they intertwine and maybe that's what happened for him.
0: I love your guys' side of the the coin of talking about it because it's different than my side. So I like when we're on separate sides so we kind of can discuss it, because I feel like I don't care if it's family. It's still a business. This is a family business. You have to be able to. You can't play favoritism. And I think what probably just kind of threw me back the most was when he made a comment. It was something to the effect of I didn't pull up the quote. But it was something to the effect of let's focus on the positives.
1: Like he, no, that's exactly his quote. Yep.
0: We've been focused on the positives for 18 months or 16 months or however long you've been <laughs> head of creative and business has been booming and popping. The best the WB has been in decades. We've been focusing on the positives then. So for me, when I look at that from my outside looking in, I feel like, okay, how different would you be of a leader in dealing with the public if you were not a front runner? I am sure Tony Khan comes across completely different. Hell, Tony Khan came across completely different three years ago when the perception around the majority of the IWC was AEW's a better wrestling product than WWE. We thought it was hilarious when he was going out there and calling Nick Khan, whatever he's calling him, Shady Khan, or there's only room for one con man and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And signing these, you know, other wrestlers and people on Twitter giving him feedback about the show and he immediately changes something that next week and say, hey, great call. We we're putting that into effect come Wednesday on Dynamite. We loved it. It's a little different though when The shows aren't hitting the same. And now it feels like you're playing from behind. So that was what kind of threw me off. I would have loved if he didn't say that part. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of the things I do want to speak about outside of Vince, and I'm not going to get into any rumors except for one, because that would be irresponsible. But there was word or talks that Stephanie doesn't really even have her kids around Vince. And that is heartbreaking if that's the case. That is absolutely heartbreaking. I hope that's not the case. But you can understand why. But uh, you you know, hindsight, you kind of start going back and, and looking at things, right? So let's take the, the Stephanie thing for a second. Allegations hit. She gets the fuck out of Dodge.
1: But they try to blame it on her trying to make another deal on the other side, right? Wasn't that how that's how it started that she was supposed that's to be a deal with somebody else? And they're but like, oh, now, you can't do that.
0: Now looking at it, say it somehow, some way she didn't know. Her dad was doing this. But I would. Vince has a reputation for this. You're going to assume. If we're all being adults. They knew something was happening with Vince. Oh. Vince is doing his Vince thing. He's having sex with. The people who's working for him. And he has to pay him off. Because remember there's. I think there's four. Either four or six outstanding. uh, NDAs and settlements and all that kind of stuff. So we know this ain't the last one we're going to hear about. I'm hoping for everybody's sake involved, this is by far the worst one. Mm -hmm. So say if she found out about it then and she's like, you know what? I didn't know it was like this. I'm out. That would make sense. Now this whole Brock Lesnar thing looks completely different. When Vince made that tweet about I'm retiring on that Friday and I forgot where they were at and Brock left left. the arena. Mm -hmm. At the time, it's like, okay, Brock just has a hell of a Allegiance and loyalty to Vince, and Vince has been there through thick and thin. They're close. Um, he's not going to work for anybody else. Head of creative, a super Vince man. Maybe he's worried about his character. Whatever the case may be, right? Allegedly, if you put two and two together in the paperwork, it looks like the woman was almost offered up to Rock when his contract was up. And hey, you can get some of this too.
1: That's now it makes disgusting. sense why he may have left. That's just
0: disgusting. Because if he's like, Oh shit. Okay. Uh I need to get out I need to get out of Dodge. That would make sense. Also makes sense too now, if that is correct. Why we got the good guy cowboy shaking hands, kissing babies. Brock Lesnar for the last year and a half, too. You know, so there were there was talks online, which duh. Uh, We may not ever see Brock again, and if it is for a long time. And once again, who knows, that may not be true. But until they figure out all these pieces, I understand why he can't be there. I want to go over um, R.E. Manuel. Did you guys see that report that came out where he basically talked about, or not he, but they talked about uh, he's willing to remove anyone and everyone from WB following Vince McMahon's resignation that was connected to Vince and anything that may have been part of misconduct or hiding this. Did you guys see this?
1: No question before you read it and go over it. When did that come out? That statement. Today. Because in that Okay. Well, that should have been the statement that H had on Saturday. But continue.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And yeah, our, Ari's the top guy. I understand mm-hmm. Triple H is the figurehead. But on a week where Rock is named to the TKO board, Triple H is there. Vince McMahon is there. Ari's there. Um, whatever. So, the, did you see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Um, basically the cleanup might soon be underway within WWE following Vince's recognition from the company. Uh, it emerged following Vince Man's recognition that TKO may sweep out the former WWE owner's allies. It has been since noted by PW Insider that Ari Emanuel, the CEO of Endeavor and TKO, will have no problem removing anything and anyone still remaining in WWE that could potentially harm the company's business going forward which sources pointed to Emmanuel walking away from Saudi Arabia without blinking an eye as an example of his past decisions. It was also noted that people don't know Emmanuel if they think he wanted to discover the allegations that were made against McMahon, especially as his own daughter had worked at WWE headquarters for several years, and people don't understand how furiously he will eradicate anything needs to be taken care of to protect his business. A number of Vince man allies, including Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis, are no longer with WWE. Bruce Pritchard, however, has found himself accused of being Vince's avatar by former WWE star Ronda Rousey, and there is no word on his future within the company.
1: What does avatar mean in this sense?
2: Um, like he's just there. He's, a, he's just there to do Vince McMahon's bidding, essentially. Okay. So he's like, his wingman. Well, he's just a puppet. Yeah, he's just a puppet. Okay. Right. Vince. Okay,
0: yep. Uh, it says, knowledge, in the last part, it says, knowledge of McMahon's actions was reportedly widespread enough within WWE that everyone knew certain things. At least one person outside of the company also knew about the seriousness of McMahon's alleged uh, actions. So, I, I read that because it sounds like, and there's been some people who have come out and said that they absolutely, 100%, know of Emanuel's business workings, and he's all about the business. Nothing comes before business. So, on one hand, you want to say, like, you hope this is it. But then on the other hand, as a human being, as being a decent person, you have to say, I hope they find everybody. And if anybody had a a place into covering it up, they need to be gone. And it and from an entertainment perspective, that sucks for me to say out loud because I'm like, man, what if Triple H knew about what was going on? Well, he needs to go. Right? And who knows who runs WWE after that? Maybe Paul Heyman runs it. Actually, maybe it won't be that big of a deal um but just from a just from a, a, a product perspective that sucks but from a personal perspective we have to do a better job of, of protecting each other and this happens in every walk of life we've heard this in the music business the movie business in mm-hmm. politics at regular 9 to 5 ceo type jobs mm-hmm. so we know it happens everywhere but it just sucks man it, it really did when i saw that and i we talked about it we knew something else was coming it, we just knew it we just knew yeah. it but to read some of those text messages. And if she truly felt like she was being sex trafficked, if she truly had just lost her mom and, you know, trying to get back on her feet and he found her at her most vulnerable, I mean, there's a special place to hell for him. Yep. Yep. So uh, anything else on the Vince piece before we move on to the next, the next, the Netflix deal? Hey, real, quick
2: though, real quick though, um, I was thinking about like, I thought about this. I'm like, man, what if Triple H knew? I don't think he took part of anything, could would be a very sick world where Vince has him taking place in some of his misdeeds mm-hmm. and he's married to his daughter? But, um, uh, what if Triple H knew? And you know, that's that's an evil right there, right? But there was a when Trip when Vince took NXT from Hunter, <laughs> like, right? Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was trying mm-hmm. to get rid of this man. It seemed like he was trying to hurt this man, mm-hmm. like right. He mm-hmm. took NXT from him. He fired all of his friends, all of his allies, right. And this was right. This was during the time period of when all these shenanigans was going down, right. And then Paul ultimately had his heart attack, and you know he was gone just... for a while,
0: right? Almost a little bit less than a year, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I just, it seemed like. That was a little bit much for just because, you know, you're the third brand lost to uh, AEW. That's what speculation was, right? Like Vince hates to lose. And, you know, he had to take NXT over and make it what it needed to be because, you know, Paul failed, right? But it seemed like he went through a lot to squash H and everything that almost he held dear. I wonder if Triple H had a problem or issue with anything besides. NXT. You know what I'm saying?
0: So when you brought that up, I started smiling because our inside joke has always been Nick Khan and Triple H were the moles that yep. Nick Khan was, yep. Every time something happened that came out, Nick it's like, it. who would know that? Hmm. Yep. Those two guys would probably know that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, it sucks. It, it, it does suck. Uh Thoughts and I- prayers to everybody, legit, on that. And and I
1: I don't want to say this because how powerful the person is, but I'm going to say because it's heavy on my heart. What Ari Emanuel said is perfect. I I love that. People who know him, is all about business. Period. Boom. The second sentence would be, but if you are all about business, you probably should have heard the rumors about it, too, before you got in bed with him. No pun intended there. But. You would think if you were that much of a businessman that you're going to always make sure you make the best possible business decision. If you're telling me that you didn't hear any rumblings of Vince being, I'm going to say sex maniac. I'm just labeling that for right now. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, yes, but it doesn't matter because we're now we're talking business. Why are we taking the personal piece out of it? We're we're taking out that, Hey, in your personal life, you are a scumbag. We're taking that out in the business perspective. Yes, but they were all already paid off and there's NDAs out there. Got it. Before I came aboard, because none of this happened, of course, quote, unquote, under my watch when I, after I bought you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may have heard about it, but I think this has been going on for a very long time. Of course. It, again, We, we me... talked about when we were on vacation, for these the rumor when I was a kid about, I forgot her name, the ring announcer, she was a female, that gave Vince oral sex in the back of limo. Uh, the, the limo. And that was back in the 80s. Yeah. So you don't do that in the but... 80s, and then you take a whole three decades off and then Mm-mm. start going crazy again.
1: And I want to be clear. People want to be freaky, get their freak on. Y'all know I'm down for that. It's just when now it's against their will or you're manipulating Correct. them to a point. And you want to have threesomes, orgies, go right ahead. As long as it's all consensual. If she want to give head to Vince in the back of a limo, so be it. But the moment that it's no longer truly consensual, that's when there's a problem. Like you said, there's a special place in hell for that person.
0: And she's working for him. So that creates a conflict of interest. Sure. Because sure. she's doing that to get to where she's at. Now I feel like I have to do that. Yeah. As a female talent, wherever yeah. I'm at, either on screen, off screen, whatever the case may be.
2: Yeah. Yep, that crashes up. And and here's the thing: like TKO knew this was a bad idea. Every earning statement, right? It was something about <laughs> Vince McMahon is 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 bad for business. You just get rid of him, right? Like the last two earning statements uh, that company said that about Vince, right? So like they kind of knew that he was bad for business, right? At least.
0: And I think I think Emmanuel knew it. I think he only wanted him back just to be the the, the figurehead, the, the mm-hmm. face of the sale. Because mm-hmm. remember, as soon as the sale went through, it was, all right, Triple H is the head of creative. Yep. It was like immediate.
1: But then but so, then Vince weaseled his way back on the board.
0: No, I'm talking about after the sale was complete. Oh, okay. Got it. After the sale yeah. was complete. Got it was it, like, got all right, it. Got hey, it, got it, got it. we got to let our people who we hire and do a good job. We got to let them do that. Business is up. Stock prices up. Hey, let them run their business. And you just, they kind of stay to the side. And I, so I think he knew. I, I think he knew. Um, okay, so now let's transition to the business. Should have been one of the best weeks in the history of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you announced, like I said, you announced The Rock is on the board at TKO. You announced this massive Netflix deal worth $5 billion for WWE Raw. Not Monday Night Raw. WWE Raw. I know Nick Khan came out and said that as of right now, it's going to stay on Mondays, but they're open to moving it, which of course, like you're selling your property. You, you don't have a say on what day it's on. Now it's just a matter of hey, they get the rights to that that product. What do you guys think about Raw now being on Netflix?
1: It's freaking mind-blowing. It is so innovative. It's, a, but they, like he mentioned talking about Nikon, they kind of always been this way they've kind of or was it h no, it was either h or kind of talking about how they kind of always did this even down to the closed um circuits then to pay-per-view PLEs and mm-hmm. then to the the streaming um deal well before the streaming deal the net their actual network then the streaming deal like they they're the first to keep doing this so i think this is on par of course of who they have been historically but man is at a huge deal. Is it going to completely change the whole landscape of what professional wrestling is and how people consume professional wrestling? We said that this is like the hottest time in pro wrestling. If you can keep the energy and the talent and the storylines going, it's going to probably even double just because of these people who have no idea about pro wrestling or don't want to. It's now on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix, just like everybody has Amazon Prime account. Everybody has Netflix. This is massive for them.
2: You know, you say everyone has Netflix. I don't have Netflix. Well, I have Netflix. Are you getting cut it? Them ho- I'm cut them holes. I mean, I mean, I guess I <laughs> might have to. Because <laughs> you think about it, like here's the thing about you know, first I cut the cable, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know I was never home to watch all of these channels, and it was just super expensive. Then I started just streaming, right? But then everyone has a streaming network or channel, right? There's a yep. specific show you like or a genre you like, you know, at one point in time, I had probably like 20 something streaming services.
0: Right?
2: including I, ROH. It's including okay, is ROH. Is that including ROH? Right, <laughs> including ROH, right? And half of them I wasn't even watching. So some time ago, I started cutting back on the ones I actually I didn't watch. And Netflix was one of them. And that was one of the more expensive ones. It was like $20 a month. It's 20 now, right? I, yeah. And, you know, I don't. I very rarely watched it. Very rarely watched it. So I cut it. Um with some of the other streaming channels. I'm like, man, I can't pay for all these things especially if I'm not using them. So I wonder how many people around the world, especially wrestling fans, truly have Netflix. Because you guys you guys got to understand not everyone consumes wrestling the way we do. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of conventional wrestling fans that cable TV, right? They're they're the cable TV guys or the network TV people. They're not in technology like we are. That's a good part of their audience, especially around the world. So it'll be interesting. Now for me, I'll probably have to go and I guess subscribe to Netflix and cut something else or add some to the yeah. to to the cost. Um, but I think that's very interesting. And I think too, them going to Netflix, I think it kind of opens. Their creativity a little bit, right? Because they're not they're not restricted to cable TV standards anymore. Like, right? They can kind of yep. be a little bit more risque with their product. Not saying they want to go back to you know the attitude error I mean, right. they're far away from that. But you know, we're talking about timing. You know, it doesn't have to be over at eight fifteen. I mean, it, it can start at 80, 802 and it can go to twelve o'clock. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's just very interesting how they're going to do the live TV. I don't think they have any live programming um, on Netflix right now. It's um, not weekly how... shows. Yeah, yeah it's they, they've done the Chris
0: shows. Rock comedy show. They did a uh, one of their reality shows, had their live reunion, which was a disaster. It.
2: And nothing weekly, right? Right. Nothing Correct. Weekly. Nothing
0: weekly and nothing with the level of what the WWE fan base is going to bring to that platform.
2: And what are we doing with commercials now? Like That's the thing, because you know, that's a lot of ad revenue. That they have to interject throughout the programming? So I look at gonna... that.
0: They, um, so if you have the ad-free version of Netflix, you won't get commercials. If you have the ad-free, or if you have the the, the ad, uh, then you're going to get them. So it's going to be like, imagine like picture-in-picture picture for AEW. You just not, you won't be going to picture-in-picture. Picture. You're going to stay with the action. But if you have ads, then you're going to go to an ad.
1: So to me, that even speaks more of me being a fan even liking it because I get to watch if I have the ad free Netflix, I get to watch the matches in totality. Yeah, a of- we know how or
0: we you know get how the
2: or you get the the filler, like right, yeah, you go to a live. Yeah. A
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I just pulled it up. There are right as of right now, or as of the third quarter of twenty twenty three, there was two hundred and forty seven point two million Netflix subscribers.
1: And think about it, you get like two to three sign ons, right? I know they cut down on it, but you get to have other people who could get a sign on. And my mom was on a sign on with my brother. So at that, I probably shouldn't be snitching on them. But if you look ah, at something like that, that's just my bad. <laughs> you know. And in, in the demo that they're looking for under 45, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody has a smartphone.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be consumed differently. I, I that part of it didn't really I don't really care about that piece. Like, you guys brought up some good points. What I thought about was this is going to change the perception of WWE forever. It will. Like, I was talking to Matt yesterday or two days ago, and I was telling him, by time this deal is over, and you could maybe even argue it kind of starting right now, gone are the days are going to be of, ooh, you watch that wrestling stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's going to be gone. You remember back in the day where, ugh, you watch, you read comic books? Mm-hmm. Ooh. You watch superhero movies, and now, well, they're, they're going through a little low right now, but Marvel at one point was the biggest thing in entertainment. And I think that's what we're going to see with WWE, not them being the biggest thing in entertainment, but everybody's going to know what wrestling is. It's going it to be no really longer, cool. Ugh, you watch that. It is no longer, hey, you know that stuff is fake, right? No, th- this is going to be now ingrained more into pop culture than it ever has previously. Yep. Yep. And for me, I think that's where the value is going to be of this deal.
2: Mm.
1: But that's the point that I was touching on because I was saying that we are right. Everyone would agree who's current fans. This is the best time in life in wrestling. Now, imagine when we get on Netflix and we kind of get past the learning curve of of technology issues and we can get a true show every week without issues live. Man, it's going to just catapult it to a whole nother level. And everybody's gonna want to say, "Oh, I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I'm a I'm a John Cena fan." Like John Cena's not even wrestling right now. But it, the point is, that's they want to sound cool. It's cool, kids.
0: Yep, and you best believe for five billion dollars. You know how you go on Netflix and they all, you know, they recommend like the latest movie. (laughs) You best believe everybody in the world, when they click that thing, it's going to be right there. But Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, Cody Rhodes, it is going to be front in your face. And you're going to, I think you're probably going to have to click off of it. Not even click on it. As soon as you go to Netflix, they're already going to start Raw. And you got to say, you know what? I don't want to watch this. (laughs) They resume watching.
1: I never start watching it. (laughs)
0: They gonna get their money back.
2: (laughs) I love how positive you guys are about this. I hope that's the, I hope that's the case. I hope that Netflix is 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 the conduit that makes wrestling acceptable in pop culture. I hope I hope that's the case. I don't know, fam, but I'm I'm roll with y'all. I'm roll with well, y'all. Well, be,
0: be, because I look at it in totality. So NXT is back to CW, right? And CW is I don't know about now, but it, that was the Cool Kids Network, Instagram. and we already know NXT is like the Cool Kids wrestling promotion. Which now, of course, and we'll talk about it in a few months. We got to figure out our. Recording schedule, because if NXT, what did they say? I forgot, but it was something with the chain. Oh, SmackDown's gonna be on Tuesdays Mm
2: -hmm.
0: now, so (laughs) we gotta figure it out because we can't record during SmackDown. I actually Uh, like
2: that. I actually like that.
0: You would you like the perceive of Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday, or you just like SmackDown being on Tuesday, so it's not on Friday anymore?
2: Exactly. Those those weekends for me was kind of rough. I I squeeze. Smackdown in there, but I, I like it being on the weekday.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now if, if Smackdown's on Tuesday, though, then where is NXT? Are you putting NXT up against Dynamite on Wednesday? Probably. And because Nick Khan said he would never go against the NFL, so it means Thursday's out the question for half the year when there's Thursday night football, even though that's the worst game of the year. Uh, I think this opens up a significant advantage for AEW with this. Because it was like that black cloud kind of over AW's head with, well, where is Raw going land? If to land? If Raw lands on, you know, cable TV or whatever you want to call it, you know, network television, um, how much is left for AW properties? And now knowing that they are on Netflix, you know, I think that opens up a whole can of worms. So hopefully they get the ratings up and they can maximize their dollars uh, because they're coming up quick. They're coming up quick. E, did you see that report that came out last week that the Khan families, which Khan, Tony, Tony Khan and his okay. dad, that their what was it like their uh, overall value went up like forty five percent or something like that, and the majority of that came from AEW. That's
2: what they were talking about a week ago, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I read a little bit about it. What what caught your eye?
0: I would just that, that amount, that percentage, I like you're going up 45% because, and I haven't dug into the, the deep, deep details of like their financials, but you just hear so much of, yes, they are not netting as much as they should be netting. Yeah. Money's coming in, but through contracts, through the video game, through, you know, all that kind of stuff that, okay, they're not doing what, they should be doing, if their evaluation had went up 45% and it's through AW alone, they're doing something pretty good.
2: Yeah, they should get a nice little uh, rights increase um, coming up on their next contract. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially the money's there because if they're willing to be in the hunt for uh, Monday Night Raw. Talking about
0: uh, Warner Discovery. I mean, they definitely got to be able to give a little... Right Money to AEW, And I would say right? that too. Like, look, I don't know what you was planning to give them, but if you was going to get them four Billy, I'd take one Billy.
2: I'll let your boy, right? Amazon <laughs> still, Amazon was in the discussion for a very, very long time. And, you know, um, ROH, one of the primary reasons why ROH hasn't found a network home is because, you know, Tony had an exclusive contract, I guess, with um, Warner Discovery. Um, and I guess that contract is going to be up pretty soon so now he's willing to shop that to other Hmm. networks so maybe you might finally get roh on
0: uh on a a bigger network or can we just like you said get rid of it roh please like and just put all those i don't know we don't need to go down that road right now i'm excited to watch dynamite though i still haven't had a chance to watch collision um
1: while you're thinking about that, I looked it up. And this is just from what Dave Meltzer saying. This is one of y'all uncles. Uh-oh. I forgot who uncle it is. Um, but again, according to the Forbes article today, this was published a few days ago. The con family's sports enterprises are worth 8.25 billion, a 39% gain over the last year. 39%. A, a sizable percentage of that gain came from the gain in value of AEW, and that the family has the eleventh most value of any family in the sports business.
0: And that's before the new T V contracts. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's also during a time period where business is soft. Sure. Exactly. For attendance, not for pay-per-view where, you know, right. their revenue, because they, what they gave us for extra pay-per-views this year. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of revenue that's coming in. But yeah, you, you look at it. Like I see that, I think their show tomorrow, they don't, I think they've sold 2000 seats for it or something like that. So it goes in cycles. It goes in cycles. So we'll see. Um, Y'all ready to talk raw?
1: Yeah, let's let's go. Bring up the tempo of this.
0: What? Where do you want to start? I'm going to throw it to you. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, the punk news and the promo with him and Drew? Do you want to start with your boy Cody and that incredible promo with Seth Rollins? Where do you want to start?
2: Well, you know, i like to bring a special guest onto the show to Uh-oh. start on the raw conversations. Box. That's what we got popping up. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let her do the talking <laughs> for us.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the winner of the
2: 2023 and 2024 Men's Royal Rumble Match, the American Nightmare, Cody
0: Rhodes! Hell yeah. (laughs) I hear you, (laughs) Pat. She smoked that
2: what an awesome woman please protect her at all costs
0: she had a little bit of extra spunk in her in her call on monday too she hit that chelsea green harder than she's ever hit it in, in life in life she smashed that cody one i'm man let the talent be talented i love that Did you see too that she was only scheduled to announce one match on the rumble and then something happened and she ended up doing the entire show
2: yeah we talked about it i <laughs> think uh brandon sent us a video
0: Man
2: and uh, Ricochet was like, yeah, she was only supposed to do one match.
0: Stay she ready, so you got to get ready, right? Show,
2: right? You know, and that's that's not only from a mental perspective, like her voice, right? Because um, um, Katrina was listening to her doing that that actual announcement, right? Okay, and she was like, man, that girl got some pipes on her. And I'm like, she you know she's a professional singer, like she has to stay just keep her vocal cores ready to mm-hmm. be able to. Lift that way for hours. Yep. Like, right? So for her to be able to be ready to do a whole event without pre- preparation, just shows how professional she is. Bingo. She was like, look, it don't matter if I only got one person that I got to call out. I'm going to prepare like I'm calling out a thousand yep. people tonight. Yeah. So kudos to her. Best ring announcer in the business. Calling out the best wrestler. In the business. Cody Rose, back to back winner of the Royal Rumble. Going to Mania. What awesome. To face show
0: that who? Was. To face who?
2: <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet because
1: let's get into um,
2: that. because Seth Rollins came out there and cut a great promo uh, on Monday Night Raw. And he gave me reason to think like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Hold on now. Maybe there might be a, a what is this? What will it be? Cody Seth
0: six, <laughs> 13 or something like
1: For real. <laughs> but isn't it funny how we just brought this up on the last pod? Like in what world can we see where Cody doesn't go against Roman and Seth came out
0: there and smoked it. He did. And everything he said was there wasn't, there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't an ounce of a lie in anything no that he said to be had. man i thought it was awesome and i thought it was it was it was so cool because it's twofold right like you gotta you, you can't just have cody on monday night now he's gonna be on smackdown friday too Roman's gonna be in the building let's see what what happens rock i need you to show up you gotta you gotta stop it rock you are losing grip of this rock roman match sir you gotta figure it out but um <laughs> He couldn't just come out Monday and be like, all right, Roman, I'm taking you on. And then he's just done for the next eight weeks. So that was genius, right? It's okay. Let's continue to tell a story there. And then what I really, really thought was incredible was, say, this all is just smoke and mirrors. And of course we get, we get Cody and, and Roman, whoever Seth takes on though, is going to get all that equity from that promo. Cause no matter who he takes on, he just put over that belt as being the most important and the top title in WWE during that promo on Monday. Now we'll yeah. see what Roman says on Friday if he even tries to retort or anything like that. Um, but I, I loved it. And I also thought too, this was we talked about Survivor Series. We talked about our boy Fines, where he watched Raw because Punk came back. And he doesn't watch typically, he you know, he may catch up with like the major shows he'll follow like around Mania time, but then he's kind of out and he used to always watch every single week, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, and he watched that Raw show, and E and I came on to the pod and we're like, man, that show didn't connect. And release you were like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think you're, you know, like making it a little bit too hard on, on the show, that show on raw, take away the women's rumble match. That raw was better than the Royal rumble. Mm. That's how you follow up a major pay-per-view that people are going to be tuning into to keep them hooked. And I thought they did a fantastic job. We got three awesome matches. They knocked those promos out. The production? Again. Man, y'all know y'all know how I am about production. I'm glad Kevin Dunn's gone. Those video highlights before they go to commercial. The backstage interviewers throwing it back to Michael Cole. You've been tripping over that forever. Oh, my God. You stand there and look stupid, right? The wrestler is done, and now you're just standing there looking off in space until they take the camera off of you and they cut it back to the ring. And now we get to kick it back to Cole, Pat McAfee. And shout out to, to Pat, too. You can tell Pat not used to doing three-hour Because
1: He had to go pee
0: He had to go all over All over the place a little bit, but he'll, he'll figure it out. He's a pro's pro, of course. Um, so yeah, so Seth, put it out there. You want this belt. This is the work person's belt. You don't want... Nobody cares about that belt no more. Roman ain't even here. He ain't never been here. Think about it. This is where your legacy should be
1: so okay so when we talk about black men right you know how we have Cody up here do we bring Seth up there with him or does he surpass him because not only did he represent us for Hogan
0: he also represented FUBU (laughs) yeah he did hey shout out he said man I'm the FUBU champion for us by and if anybody knows anything about FUBU, it was me. Rhodesia can attest. I had every single sweatshirt. I had every, every color. single sweater. I had every single t-shirt. <laughs> I had every single color back in the day of FUBU. I popped so hard when he said he's the FUBU champion. So he, it's, it's neck and neck. You know what I mean? It's Cody's done neck. a lot for civil rights. Uh, he's, he has a black wife, right? So he still got it over maybe he, Seth, Maybe he's over if, Seth, yeah. Man, if Seth come out and cut an it the, the dream- Promo yeah, next
2: Seth, Monday? Seth is an ally. He's definitely there we go, a white he's an ally. He's, a, he's <laughs> definitely a, a white man. But you know, Cody's a brother.
1: <laughs> but a brother. A, you don't want that Hogan title. <laughs> I was like, oh shit.
0: And I also yeah, but he showed I sure did. I love Seth's response. I, I mean I, I love forgot Cody's about that. Too. He sure did. Yeah. yeah, I love Cody's response of man, I would have never thought this, but I got something to think about now.
1: Yep, I'll get back to you.
0: Yep. Thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I'm about to sneeze, so y'all take it away. I was gonna just
1: pause and wait for you to get done sneezing. How about that?
2: <laughs> you don't have you to know worry something. About it. Something. Um, Seth was he was telling nothing but truths in that entire um promo that he cut, and one thing that he said that Roman Reigns isn't on God mode anymore. And that's what I've been kind of alluding to you guys for a long time. Like, Roman isn't on God I know we talked about like a year ago. Like, right. This is why I was like, you know, this was a great opportunity for Cody to take the championship because of the level of Cal, like the level that Roman Reigns was on. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really cool since WrestleMania 39. Like, right. If you think about us. Like, we did our, our year end awards. You know, we had him Roman number one a year ago. We Mm -hmm. didn't have him, barely had him in our top five.
1: Well, I had him Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five last year. You don't count.
2: Like, right? He was truly on the God mode a year ago. Mm -hmm. He's not that anymore. So like the Roman Reigns from a year ago, he's not that in perception. Now, people still love Roman. He still a draw. People want to see him, but Mm -hmm. he's not that same guy anymore. And you think about it, I love what Seth said. Like, he's not the guy anymore. I'm the guy.
0: Everything like, he I, said, man, was just it was it was awesome. It was it, it was it was fantastic, and it was it funny. Was it was true. It, it
1: exactly
0: was true, yeah. and
2: also like well, we're, we're quick. I think that might be like the best promo he's cut. I don't say if, and ever, but it was a really great promo. I really like. I don't always connect with him, like right. Just, and like, I don't always belie- does. I, I don't does. always belie- come out
0: here and does a Joker laugh, and it's hard to connect to that. Like okay, then yeah. you're entertaining, that's cool. But you you take this promo and you take the one with Punk when you told Punk I hate you. Yeah. When, when we get serious, Seth, yep. now, yes, it's a little bit different when I'm only serious four times out of the year and I'm cutting 30 plus promos, right? Okay. Then I can really dig and sink my teeth into the material. But I agree. I walked away like, man, if we could get this Seth much more often, man. Wow.
2: Cause I, I believe, I believe that he believed what he was saying.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly.
2: i tell
0: you who else I believe, believed what he said.
1: Hmm. I thought this is when, where we were going to start, but go ahead.
0: When he said, I want you to know, I pray for this and it happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. Oh my God. I don't know why I thought that was such a, it was like, not like a TV 14 line. I just felt like that was something that we would never have heard from like, old oh, WW maybe because he said pray. I don't know. Um, it was just so raw and, like, so, like, on brand for the hater that Drew has become. I mean, he came out there, and you would have thought he would be like, man, I just want to say I'm sorry. When he hit that line, I was like, okay, I've seen enough. Drew's the GOAT. This is it. I've seen enough. Punk, Punk was out there crying, and he cut a hell of a promo, too. That was, you want to talk about Punk 101 baby face? Yep. Give me that. That
2: was his best WWE program, promo.
0: That was, man, that was incredible. Um, Drew's uh. A-
1: uh, lines to punk remember santo's fake lines oh pray. yeah when he told him
0: that he would he she's like, he never walk again. yeah
1: but, but drew said it for real for real <laughs> he said and i prayed for it drew this drew though and this probably who knows how long we're going to be seeing him for wwe this drew is so real i remember about a month and a half ago i'm like i don't really know where i'm at with drew like because mm-hmm. we don't know if he was a good guy back he even said it on his promos. I'm just me, But right after that, when he's giving us like the serious Drew, kind of like the serious Seth, Drew is massive. So one, he has it with his size and his presence and his aura. And two, when he's saying these things, it's just like, where the hell has this Drew been? Like where?
0: Losing all his world title matches?
1: Because he had a stupid damn sword. If he leaves the sword alone, he'll be better.
0: Hmm. oh you missed I've it he came out for his match with sammy because i know you didn't see the entrance he didn't have the sword but they still gave him the the pyro and the the big boom and he just he like he like, kind of like did like a flex and it hit and i was like there we go you leave that hey i understand lucille whatever her name is the sword's name i know that was a thing for your mom that works as a face man it don't work as a heel because as oh. a heel you should be stabbing folks
1: Healer face. Like, I mean, why are you still coming out with a sword? I guess I don't You said it's about his mama. I guess I must watch miss that episode of Raw slash SmackDown whenever he said that was his mama's sword. But no, to me, it's just too cringy. Stop. This man is a massive main attraction type spectacle. And you have him coming out here with a sword. He's big enough already. He doesn't need a prop to make him any bigger. But this Drew is clicking all cylinders. I hope we get to see this for a while in WWE.
2: Yeah, I think the sword was his idea, though. Then that's then it paradise. probably was.
0: I'm sure he didn't think he'd <laughs> yeah, be for two years for two plus years with it. He sold some merch with it. All right, so I got again? a um, okay. So then the punk piece being hurt, I guess I don't want to say I feel vindicated, but I probably I'm validated in my thoughts about him and Cody at the end of the Rumble. Now it makes complete sense why for me it wasn't clicking. Well, mm-hmm. no, he was hurt couldn't use his tricep. But I got a wild conspiracy theory. You guys know how I get down with these. Not saying this is going to happen. What if his tricep is not as hurt as it is allegedly perceived to be? Because Punk came out and said, when I come back, you are the first on my radar. Allegedly, they said this is like a six to nine month injury. Drew ain't resigned yet. His contract's up in April.
1: That means Punk going back to AEW.
0: No. What if? (laughs) What if? Rock made that call on Monday and said, all right, I'm in. Or Sunday, I'm in. For this year's Mania. But we got to figure out something for Cody. No way we can just put Cody to the side. What if our top three matches for this WrestleMania is a returning way too soon CM Punk to take on Drew McIntyre Maybe he returns at Elimination Chamber. Maybe something happens a few weeks before WrestleMania, and Punk is like, you know what? No, nope. Give me Drew at Mania. I don't care how beat up I am, how bad I am. I need Drew at Mania. That's a main event. You get Cody versus Seth. That's a main event. You get Rock and Roman. Of course, that's a main event.
1: Well, I'm writing it down, and I'm time-stamping it for you.
0: Wild conspiracy theory. But would you guys be okay with that?
1: From so far, yeah, from what we've seen from last night or from Raw, absolutely. I'm cool with that.
2: Yeah. My only thing is, I, don't, I, I know it's The Rock and the rules don't apply to him. But are you guys, we're talking about two months away. We yes. We're talking about, we're okay with yes. this man. yes who yes. hasn't wrestled in 10 years, yes. See. get a main event See. championship match at Mania. See.
0: I mean, it's The Rock. It's Rock and Roman. See. And Anybody else, probably not. But I would have been okay with, uh, yes, and that's fine. I would have been okay with Austin and Roman last year, too, when that fell through.
2: Austin and Roman.
0: Remember okay. that they tried to get that?
2: Mm-mm, but okay. Yep.
0: And that fell through.
2: I, I don't. I don't think we've ever Matt, and we've we've seen them all, right? Mm-hmm. Mania one through forty, we've seen them all. I don't think we've ever seen a main event that big with stakes that high with this little bill from WWE. This ain't Tony Khan's AEW. We've never seen them put on this type of match. With this little bill with with nothing like you know like we've never seen them take somebody who quote unquote to be honest with you, I know he used to rock, I know that's right. what y'all want to go with, someone who really doesn't deserve the position and be in that position at WrestleMania forty without reason. We've never seen it.
0: So is that enough if Cody takes on Seth and Cody beats Seth, night one main event of WrestleMania, is that a check mark for you if Cody finishing the story? Yeah, but that's
2: not, yeah, I, I hope you don't misunderstand my point. I just don't, I don't know if what I thought was that Roman's going to run a Rumble or something like that. And he's mm-hmm. going to, that's how he's going to get his championship. He's somehow he's going to be able a he's going to earn the quote unquote championship. At this point, we've never seen a challenger being given this type of profile without Deserving it before, mm-hmm. and WrestleMania is one through thirty-nine. We've never seen it before. I just don't see that happening. Then. I think that whatever Rock and Roman is going to do, I don't know if it's going to be at this, this this Mania. I don't think they have enough time or build for it to really be what it needs to be.
0: Be what it needs cool.
1: to be. Okay, we got. Two I would. Now. I would agree with that, but there's two big factors, three big factors. Universe loves speed. Two rock will be a year older and three we're at this crossroads no pun intended there but with roman and being the head of the table and us feeling that this is a collapse now and we need somebody to check him or try to come and check him i think the table of course was set perfectly last year but we didn't get it i think this is probably the last opportunity i feel to get this rock roman and I've always said Rock Roman needs to be at WrestleMania. Since Roman has the belt as of now, it will be a main event. Even if Rock didn't have the, me, if Roman didn't have the title, I would still want that as a main event. Now, I'm a Rock fan and I'm a Roman fan. Um, but I think that because of the universe like Speed, we can get us there. And then the Rock being a year older next year if we wait. And because the timing of this whole tribal chief head of the table thing is right now, I think that it can work.
0: Yeah, I just wondered. I asked asked E that question about Cody because I wondered if he feels like okay, that's good enough to finish the story. Because so I'm sure, but I'm sure there's a segment of fans that finishing the story is only against Roman Reigns for that title that Roman holds.
2: And you know, I would for me, like for me, Roman is such. I mean, like I said a year ago, I know you asked me. You said that the uh, you thinks that this year will mean more for him if he were to win than last year
0: talking
2: about Cody, right? Cody, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to me. I think that Roman has cooled off so much that it doesn't matter. I, I'll doesn't be fine matter. if it was. I'll be fine if it was Roman or if Seth. I'll be hooray. Like it, it, just me to me as a fan. Roman doesn't mean as much as he did a year ago. Um, the feud between them doesn't mean as much as it did a year ago. Um, and that, that might just be because Roman hasn't been there to tell the story as as much. Well,
0: I was going to say, I th- but I right, think that's right. more of just how they're booking Roman. Once again, if every match is finishing with Solo, he's the only reason why I'm winning these matches. At least the build-up the prior year before 39 was, there were some matches he was winning on his own. Yeah. Right? And then it wasn't until that September when Solo appeared at, appeared at Crash, Class the Castle was when that started. So at least he was doing some of the things on their own. It's going to be interesting on Friday because you gotta heat Roman up. You gotta do something, and yeah, you still got eight weeks or whatever it is. He's not gonna be at Elimination Chamber, but you gotta whoever Roman takes on. And I'm still thinking, like I said on uh, Saturday, ninety percent is gonna be Cody, but you gotta heat Roman up. Something has to happen to where we even think Cody may not win. Yeah, I mean, like something. I don't know what they could do. I don't know if it's some type of stipulation that they throw out there that we'd be like, oh, man, Cody can't overcome this. But as of right now, as constructed, there, I can't wait to see how they're going to make this feel like there's a chance that Roman Reigns does not beat or you know, doesn't lose to Cody Rhodes. Oh, it's
2: a chance. It's certainly a chance.
0: It's certainly a chance. Mm, certainly a chance. Did you guys pick up on Imperium versus New Day?
1: I didn't really say a match, so I'll, I'll
2: gracefully. What,
0: what about it? There's three people in Imperium, including Gunther. There's two people right now with New Day. And New Day is getting their the brakes beat off of them Yeah, against Imperium.
2: You think Big E's coming back?
0: All signs point to that, man. And could you imagine that?
2: Hey, you know what's funny, Matt? You know, Katrina asked me, she was like, Is Big E back yet? Big E back yet? I'm like, not yet. Mm. <laughs> it's funny you said that. Yep. Casual I, Katrina.
0: Yep. She's the on it. Energy's there then. <laughs> She's on it. Well, we already yeah, we,
1: know you. Katrina has her own podcast and she has like two million subscribers. So we've already <laughs> right. said that already.
0: <laughs> listening to the pod, that's like a running joke. Almost every single week. Actually, not not this week, but almost every single week, E gets into the into his studio. He's like man, why is my microphone moved? Man, why is this happening? I'm like, because Katrina has a (laughs) best-selling podcast that she ain't told nobody about. And that's why. She's killing that area over there. So that's funny. Uh, But yeah, I I saw that on Monday and I was like, hmm, not to get hopes up, but if it's any time for Big E to come back, what better way is it, Guthier and Imperium in, in the new day?
1: And last week, didn't they have, like, a New Day hug or something? Again, I was kind of removed from internet last week, but wasn't there oh, something?
0: yeah, yeah. Not, not on TV, but, yeah. Okay. They were at one of the PR events. Okay.
2: And, you know, like, the the feud between the Imperium and the New Day is a little bit different for New Day, because, like, the, the Imperium was, like, getting in their ass. Like, they are yep. being archer ultra- And then New Day also, Xavier, Kofi, they've, they've upped the the hostility and aggression in their matches with them. You know, they're not always out. They joke and do everything before they get out there. But during the match, it's a lot of aggression in those matches. That's really nice to see.
0: What did you guys think of uh, Bailey, Her promo? Where I guess she was going to come out, allegedly, and say she was going to take on Rhea. And then Nia, basically, was like, no, this one's mine. You can go (laughs) and challenge Rhea, uh, EO. And they shot the EO. And EO had that concerned look on her face. Dakota did not have a knee brace on. no i didn't
1: i didn't peep that out
0: yep i did uh what'd you you guys think about that segment
1: i just thought that the only thing because i didn't see it from beginning to end i just thought the glimpse of when bailey kind of cowered herself into the corner because she was (laughs) scared of Naya, and i just thought that again bailey is just she's comical she's this actress and again another notch to well-deserved you've you've been putting on these last year and a half I'm happy you're in this place right now in this situation. So that, I, that's the only thing that I took away from that, that yeah, we had that little look with EO. Like cause she said, I'm going yeah, to talk to, I'm going to address it on SmackDown who I'm going to go against. And then EO's was like, Whoa, who are you going to go against? Kind of look. But yeah, when she kind of backed down to, from Nia, that's when I was like, okay, that's cool.
2: Man, you know, like Rhea Ripley in that segment. I, I remember her in this uh, video, little quick video. She did on Twitter with this, uh this guy, they were promoting like 2K24 coming up. Did you see it?
0: I saw it. he was talking <laughs> about not breaking them.
2: Yeah. yeah. He, uh, she's like, hey, you know, you got you to know, stare at me for 10, 10 seconds.
0: It was the guy's idea. Break. It was the guy's idea guy's because idea. everybody, you know, like when they see Rhea, they, they just fold. And he's just like, you're not going to fold me. You got to stare at me for 10 seconds and I'm going to try not to break.
2: And so, like, before before he even started, he was already, right. she was like, You're already breaking. He's like, No, no, we ain't started yet. Two seconds, because she did something, Rhodesia. She did this God. thing with her tongue.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, Lord.
2: And he just immediately broke. And you know, he's a professional, though. He just qu- quickly pivoted <laughs> to the next thing, right?
0: <laughs> like,
2: so I, I, love I love me some real. I um, love me some real. Naya. Was really good in that segment, too. She, she like, she almost like she set her prey, like, hey, look, this chick's mine right here. This one's you mine. Go, <laughs> you can go do what you want to go do with her, but this right here, that's me. <laughs> I kind of like that, too. Um, you, know,
0: you know what I love, too, real quick on on the leg drops? The, the way Rhea sold it. That was a different type of sell because she was getting a leg drop. If you, if you guys didn't peep it, go back and watch it. It was not as a dead cell or she, you know, she gets hit and she lays out or she goes on her stomach. It was a she contorted her body in a way that you just don't typically see from a cell from a leg drop. And she did. it. I think she got leg drop like three times. Uh, it's little stuff like that, Maybe man. It really makes your opponent look stronger and look better than if you don't do that.
2: Hey, you know what? Actually, Nia's leg, leg drop. Actually, looks fierce, right? Because, you know, like we, like back in the day, we knew Ooh. Hogan's leg drop was like it was a lights out, this. right? Time step. We, we knew it was
0: lights out. Eshan just gave Nia Jax a compliment. <laughs>
2: oh, it was so loud.
0: I yeah, I don't know why it's so loud. It's so loud. <laughs>
2: this is this isn't the first I time.
1: time. It. This isn't Yay. the first time. But
2: um, but you know, what I'm not interested in yet. What's, What's that? that? Anything Bailey has to do.
1: See, he's just a Bailey hater. I think, though, because no, he I like the- Bailey.
2: You know, Bailey. Bailey screams mid card, wow. and
0: she. So, well, let's talk about where she's at. Okay, so, and you're talking strictly what you see on TV presentation. I'm talking. Right? About you're TV. not talking I'm like talk- the inside of how much I'm she's helped everybody no, no. around her. Got it? No, no, okay. no. no. Like, I, I actually, I know, like I like,
2: I love Bailey personally. I think she's like one of my top. She's one of my top. I love. Everything about Bailey, but,
1: but but shouldn't that be the role I mean, that she Bayley. should be playing? To where you would feel that she's a mid Carter, considering EO is a champion.
2: Not I mean, a not, if she's not yeah, not if she's about to yeah. you know have a a big mania match for the championship, right? Like, is it? I, I don't get what they're doing with her because she's not likable yet, like right? Because she's still kind of coming off kind of uh, squirmy a little bit. Like, right? She's cowering it. She's cowling the corner. She's scared of Naya. <laughs> you know, she she's still kind of sneaky. She's just trying to interfere. Right. But at the same time, her whole team members are 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 shading her a little bit. Like there she has she's like in this weird area where she's not necessarily super likable, but she's not really hateable either. She's just kind of just there. And I don't think like somebody in the middle isn't main event to me.
1: I think she's transitioning. So about a month and a half ago, sure, but it's slowly happening. There is some empathy growing for her. No, she's not a straight baby face, because again, why would you just do that cowardly act in the corner? If you're a real face. You're gonna stand toe to toe, than I am.
0: Exactly. But,
1: but it, but slowly, you're seeing it. If we still have eight weeks to seven weeks to build to mania, I think we can get there. I think that this is perfect pacing for me.
0: Yeah, I just count It's about nine weeks. Yeah, I think this is about perfect nine pacing weeks. for me. Mm-hmm doesn't mean because you got to go because what we've seen in the past you guys remember these days too under vents they will peak way too soon right mm-hmm. the stories for mania they will peak like right after the rumble and you're sitting here with like four weeks left in mania you're like there's no man, way out, was, mania, a way. No yeah, way out was a no way no way comes I don't, I don't really care anymore yeah and i think they're going to change that a little bit so but hey i i am happy and excited to revisit it every few weeks e mm-hmm. if you feel like she's getting better but i mean She's going to be in one of the main event matches. She's not going on last, of course. But by the time we get to Mania, if Io and Bailey is not one of the bigger matches on that card, I would be severely disappointed.
2: I agree. It's interesting because we're thinking like we got eight weeks, but that's not a lot of time for a character to go through a whole character shift and change.
1: But I, but I look at Drew. So I felt that way for Drew for about two weeks. And then boom this is the best drew for the last 2 weeks this is the drew I want to see so I think we can get there I absolutely think we can get there All Drew's
2: been is- on, Drew's been on this road for about the past 3 to 4 months though but
1: I'm talking about my feelings toward him I so know you're my, my ride you
2: you've gotten there but his his road has been there
0: yeah he's been a big deal cuz he's been in, he's been losing yeah, he's, his matches but he's been in world championship matches yeah, i think his point there. is like Bailey hasn't really fought for anything no, i'm talking about
1: the storylines and bringing the storyline i'm not talking about main event spots i'm talking about just the storylines and how the evolution of a character can go from bad or good or indifferent to changing in a transition that's what i'm talking about
0: drew re- resign what are you waiting for
2: <laughs> i
1: mean get your money but, but resign sure. as this drew don't resign as the other drew
2: oh they they creatively they they figured it out with them for him. I mean, no, I actually would love for him to go to A. I would love for him to go to AEW if they had a better creative team in place. Cuz I think if he were to go to AEW, he'd be at exactly what they needed. Uh-huh. But alas, somebody has to write some ideas for him, and.
0: E hates him. We got to figure <laughs> out a new... Maybe like you... Like Easy e is like Eric Bischoffs. So maybe we kind of switch you to Easy e too. Because you <laughs> definitely are the Bischoff of the TFW podcast. That's kind of close like, to
1: his Twitter handle, isn't it? Close to it, yep. Yeah.
0: Um. Speaking of music. Because uh, somebody said something about music. And I thought about it. Music. I didn't have it written down. Uh, Who talked about something with music? Today? Um, yeah. La, mm. uh, la, 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 la. Nope. Okay. Maybe not. Um, But I remember... Uh, Mercedes theme song is on DSPs right now.
1: Is I that checked what? it earlier. Okay.
0: It's on Apple. I think it's going to be on Spotify. It's probably on Spotify already. But uh, it is the Mercedes Monet song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so, time. We, so is it Dynamite or Collision? Uh-huh. Whenever she shows up, is it going to be a Dynamite
0: gotta or Collision? It's got to be Dynamite. It's, it's got to be Dynamite. It, and... put, a,
2: put it on Collision so like the 300,000 people up. that normally
0: watch the show can all see it. They hit 400, 423,000 or something like that. This hell time. yeah, let's go. The lowest it was the low. No, that's like the lowest I think. Collision's done, but you're going against the rumble. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I'm like man. That's that's still pretty. That's okay. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but yes, yeah. yeah, so Mercedes is coming sooner rather than later. But yeah, her song is is out. I listened to it. Her last like minute of that song. Yeah, I mean I like the whole song, but it completely switches up the beat. It's pretty yep. fire. Go check that mm-hmm. out. There was some talk on twitter on sunday and i chimed in about something i want to get your guys' thoughts there was a lot of people talking about how the majority of wrestlers didn't get a reaction at the rumble and there was a lot of talk of because their theme music sucks or the or it's not recognizable what's your guys' thoughts about Is it because their theme music wasn't recognizable? Because I feel like if you watch the show, you should know. Or is it because maybe those wrestlers aren't over?
1: I think it's actually my leading theory is none of those two. Most people don't know somebody's entrance music unless they're a stand. Again, loosely saying they're a stand. Unless their sound and the visual is there. So when we get to those stadium type shows and you can't really see the Titan Tron, and a music hit, you know instinctively how you feel about this person, good or bad, or hype or not hype. But sometimes you're like, oh my God, who is, oh my, well, wait, who is that? So I think part of it, at least a segment of people, you kind of really don't know their music or their song until you hear the music hit and you see them. And in those stadiums, you just, the Royal Rumble, some of the manias, you just don't see it.
0: So well, you're the like, do okay. you do? Because they have the massive... Uh, Tron so there's no way you can ever miss that but all the other stadiums where they do just the mini little Tron that is a problem because a third of the seats either you got a great view of the ring or you are along that really really long ramp and that's really all you can see but I saw a lot of that and like I said for me I was like okay well I don't think that's the case and yes I would love for them to get better music for some of these people but the example that I used was look at Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace got a huge reaction don't nobody I know Jordan Grace's music if you want to go by this her music's not known to the WWE fans. Uh, Andrade, he came out as soon as the Idolo hit, he got a huge pop and then it stopped because he came out in the mask and when he took his mask off, you, you heard that secondary pop. He also got a big reaction. So like, it can't be the music. I just think the majority, and it was really at the women's rumble, I think they're just not over. And that speaks to the lack of overall focus of that women's roster from 2023. And that's what I think they need to, to really take care of. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Oh, the music is so generic that people don't know. If you're at the Rumble, I think you know people's theme music.
1: Not sometimes. Sometimes I'd be like, "Who is that?"
2: <laughs> but and you, that's you just know, honest. you you know the theme music for the people who are who are hitting, like right. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's yeah, just you know, like the Tegan Knox, you know, those Correct. type of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not into their character. I don't know their music, right? Yeah. But like a Natty, right? I'm not super into Natty, but when her music hit i know it's her yep. that's like
1: a heart foundation type sound right
2: it's like brett's like so yeah. yeah i
1: mean but so then if you knew brett then you you knew her see but i didn't her, follow brett yeah
2: her her music is recognizable and then and that's the one thing too like i bet like i bet like if natty come out for Garlics, for a lot of the new generation like they don't think of the you know the heart foundation when they think, hear natty's music probably right because that well, yeah, like we'll 2030. That's like 20 or 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But I bet like let's say like at the live show, I bet if Natty were to come out and her music hit, I bet she would get like a big pop. People yep. know that's her. They like, oh, it's a star coming out. That's her music. You know, that's her. Think about it like if Katana Chance comes out with her music.
1: Yeah, she she's a show. People Do they have,
2: like, Don't uh, they have the same song? Don't they have the
1: yeah. same
0: music yep. together or separate music? And the song's not that song's not bad. It's got it's like a nightclub type of, you know, bop. It has nothing to do with the music. But how about because this?
1: They... I don't necessarily know all of the Judgment Day's individual songs.
2: But you know it's them. When you hear it, you know it's them coming out. I don't them. know which one. But, but you, 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 hey, you stand up, up to see you who might it be our is. Truth. Though, right?
1: You might be our truth. You <laughs> might be our truth. <laughs>
2: hey, matter of fact, we're, we uh, switch gears, though. I, thought, I, I didn't notice it until last night. But when R-Truth came out and they had like, you know, they normally have like the little Judgment Day, like guys with the swords and the blacks. You saw it? They added it. Right? And then you, they, they added R-Truth and he's winking at the camera. I'm like, this is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Ryan sent to us in the DM earlier today talking about, um, you know, we're getting the awesome Truth reunited to take the tag Man. titles off of Judgment Day and Mania. I don't know how I feel about that. It ain't happening, uh, but I love it. I'm going to be nah. there for that match. I mean... Maybe elimination chamber. That's uh, let's not do that.
1: I know we got to move on, but that DIY match last night was really good. And them being or and on on RAW they were over too. They were so over in Tampa. I'm like, yes, like this is the DIY DIY that I know and love.
0: Besides the music.
1: (laughs) Besides the music. Besides
0: the music. Yep, I thought I thought it was great. Like that match, uh, of course, uh, Drew and Sammy was really really strong. And then there was one more uh it wasn't kofi oh no it may have been kofi and guther kofi and
2: guther and they had a good match
0: yeah yeah so overall we're really really good raw so they're heating up they're, they're heating up so let's do our top 20 lists uh some of you guys and thank you all who sent in your guys's list yeah. i just want to kind of bring them up and let's let's just have like fun with it and let's what we do i'll just go over the 20 okay and then give me the one person on these people said list that you did not have on your list that you would put on your list. You don't have to worry about who you would knock off. Just say oh, like, oh, cool. yep, that person. Cool. Yep, that would be a, a good top 20 person. So first one I got here is Dwayne. It's My cousin Dwayne. Shout out to Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Also another ATL guy.
1: He got me my, uh, here you go, my Bianca Belair.
0: Pop. He did not get you Bianca Belair. He
1: did.
0: Bobby got you Bianca Belair. Bobby got
1: me Bianca Belair. Sorry, Bobby.
0: But he's also our cousin.
1: Yeah. But Dwayne, you can take credit for it right now,
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) He has Sasha Banks at number 20. Uh, Undertaker. Usos. He cheated, too. He put Usos at 18. Bianca Belair. Rick Rude at 16. Booker T at 15. 14. Chris Benoit. 13 Steiner Brothers, he cheated again. Charlotte 12, <laughs> Mr. Perfect 11, Hawk Hogan number 10. Would you switch out yet? Not me. Okay. I would give me uh give me recruit. Yep, give me recruit. Uh 10 through 1. So Hogan is 10 and he's got Angle, Orton, Cena, Roman, Macho Man, Lesnar, Bret Hart at number three, The Rock at number two, and then his number one is the Nature Boy Ric Flair. He is the biggest Nature Boy fan that I know, so that is right on brand. So, who'd you guys pick from his list? Do I have to? Yep.
1: Um, I'll say Brock.
0: Okay. Hey, who'd you pick?
2: Uh, the Usos.
0: Okay. Uh, Ryan from the Parallax. He. And now Ryan's, Ryan is, I want y'all to listen to this. Ryan is like, E. y'all are two peas in the pod. Listen to his list. (laughs) Top 20. He starts it by saying top 20. You ready? Number 20. Roddy Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, Kofi Kingston. Sir, I'm already (laughs) at like 17. (laughs) What are we doing? That was all his number 20. It gets better. Number 19 is Charlotte Flair and or Becky Lynch. Wait,
1: stop. yes, <laughs> okay, keep going. top 30 list. Okay, keep going.
0: And he even included oh, no, you're gonna no, you're going to love this. So 18 Booker T, uh, 17 Sasha Banks, 16 Rey Mysterio, 15 Chris Jericho, 14 Kurt Angle, 13 Kenny Omega, 12 Randy Orton, 11 Brian Danielson, and 10 Roman Reigns. Are you guys taking any of those top 36 that he gave us? Yeah, who you taking?
1: Take Kenny. I don't know if Kenny's on my list, I don't think Kenny was on my original list. I don't, I don't think Kenny was on your list yeah, either. I take Kenny.
0: E, you take any of those ten or fifteen? Mm, no, not not yet. Okay, that's cool. Go. He's got a lot. Don't no worries, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, so ten was Roman. Number nine is Andre the Giant. Number eight, John Cena. Number seven, Sting. So Sting is on his list. And it's funny too, Dwayne had a nerve to send us a text message, right? And he's like, man, like, y'all list was like pretty good, but man, y'all was really off. Like, you didn't have Sting on there, et cetera, et cetera. But he didn't didn't have Sting Sting on his his list. (laughs) Uh, Six is The Rock. Five is The Undertaker. Four is Shawn Michaels. Three is Bret Hart. Two is Ric Flair. One is Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: That's Ryan's list?
0: Yep. Ryan ain't done. Brian ain't done. Don't you worry about it. Okay. Okay. God. Honorable mention. Owen Hart. People I didn't have room for (laughs) Triple H, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Eddie Guerrero, Mankind. No. Dusty Rhodes. No. Bailey. He goes in the penalty box. No. (laughs) Oh, he he ain't done. He got one more. People who will be on this list within the next couple of years. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Asuka, which, I mean, I agree with. Yeah. I agree with those. Um, but that probably be like 37 people total for real, though. Yeah, I don't think Asuka is going to crack my top 20 of all time, though. She's 42, and not that that's, like, super old. I just don't think she'll crack the top 20 because I got to put Bianca there over her. Um, Seth was not in my top 20, I think. He's got an opportunity to get there. Cody was not in my top 20. He absolutely hasn't an an opportunity to get there. So like for me, um, Oscar probably wouldn't crack my top 20.
1: How do you follow that list though? I know you might got somebody else, but I do. How do you you follow that?
0: So um, our next one is our our guy, Rich, Rich beats Um, and Richard. So Richard is one of our good friends and he has watched wrestling basically throughout. He, of course he took like a time off, over the last few years, but he was around for the Attitude Era. He was around for the '80s, so his list sounds like it, which is pretty cool. Uh, he did a tag team list and a regular list. Oh my think. god! So we'll, we'll go with his tag team list. Okay, all right, let's go. Or do you, or do y'all want to go with his regular list? Let's go. With he he team. separated. Okay. Let's go yeah. I, so let's do tag team. Uh, number twenty, he had APA. So now we got to do a tag team list in the next few months. Mm-hmm. APA, nineteen, the Von Ericks. 18, the Steiner Brothers, 17, the Hollywood blinds 16, the Freebirds, 15, the Rock and Sock Connection, 14, the Funks, 13, the Four Horsemen. Shout out to the number 12, All Killer Bees. Killer Bees. He just played Four Horsemen, yep.
1: Is that like a rock band? Okay, keep going. The Killer
0: Bees? Oh, yeah. no, you don't know about Killer Bees. Go do, go do your Googles. Clearly, I don't. Yeah, come back and do a presentation on Sunday. 11, the British Bulldogs. He's got some great tag teams on here. We got to do tag teams. Uh, 10, the Brood. 9, Demolition. 8, Harlem Heat. 7, New Age Outlaws. 6, Hardee's. 5, Rockers. 4, New Day. 3, Legion of Doom. Number 2, the Heart Foundation. And number 1, the Delis.
1: Wow. I guess he wouldn't have followed the Usos. Yep, no Usos. No
0: Usos on his list. And no um Young Bucks, because of course he doesn't yeah. kind of watch the, the, the younger now. That's a good that's a good list. That's a good from the people yep. that I
1: know, that's a really great list. Yeah.
0: Uh Tyler. Our guy Tyler. Big T. Uh he just put favorites, so he didn't have 20. But he has uh as an OG, he's got Bruno Sammartino. He put Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Trish Stratus, Brian Danielson, the TNA AJ Styles. Sting, Taz, RVD, Rey Mysterio, and The Rock. I like that. I I would take RVD off his list and put it on my list. RVD was the man Mm -hmm. in both ECW and WWE. Mm -hmm. But that's a a strong list, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to be confused with Brandon that was on the pod on Saturday. Brandon James, our guy on Twitter. Number 20, he has Kevin Nash. I think that's the first time we've seen Kevin Nash on anybody's list. So, which is cool. He also has Taz. Brandon's list is pretty good because he's got some like new Japan. Like, so check this out. 18. He has Tanahashi. Nice. 17. He has Naito. Mm. 16. He has Okada. 15. He has Kurt Angle. 14. Austin Aries. Yeah. That's surprising. I think you might've missed on that one, Brandon. You got to give me, send me a message and tell me what about Austin Aries has him in your top 20. Cause everybody else, I get Austin Aries. I think he's okay, but top twenty, I don't know. Yeah, AJ Styles number thirteen, Sting number twelve. So that's our second Sting. Undertaker eleven, Stone Cold Steve Austin ten, and his top ten: uh, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Booker T at five, RVD at four, Macho Man at three, Eddie Guerrero at number two and The Rock at number one.
1: I would probably take Eddie. I didn't have him on my list.
0: Yeah, Eddie's up there too, man. Mm-hmm. That's Eddie who I would so take good. off his list.
2: You said what he... I said Eddie was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I had to pull up Austin Aries because I thought that's who he was. I didn't know for sure. Uh, but yeah, wow, that was interesting. I guess he had a, a better TNA career.
2: No. yeah, I mean... I I mean... mean anyway, career.
0: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> he was... Like I said, he was, he was cool. He was, he was, he was good.
2: He was a but, good hand
0: anywhere he went. Yeah. That's why I said, uh, Brandon, shoot me a message. To tell me like what, what exactly about him. If there's like a match that it just blew you away, send it to me and I'll find it because I don't see it. Uh, I think last but not least, we got our guy, Derek. Now Derek also, now, now Derek, sir, you asked me to <laughs> go over your list. If you're going to ask me to go over your list, I need your list to be succinct. <laughs> Derek sent yeah. me four messages, and his list kept changing during every. Oh my God. <laughs> Derek said, um, "Who we got? Who we got? Who he got? Who he got? Who he got? Let's see." He said, "Including tag teams, if so, Deuce and Domino." Oh, lord, I'm... that's a tag team from two thousand seven. All right, Derek. I remember Deuce and I- I Domino. Enough.
1: <laughs> enough. In WWE, uh, in WWE. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, 19. Around that time. Hey, no, listen. 19, London and Kendrick. You were definitely a SmackDown baby. Derek, you got to tell yeah. me how old you were around that time because yeah. this is absolutely yeah. a SmackDown yeah. list. I yeah, love it sure all.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, 18, Carlito. 17, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph, if he was ever Dolph. pushed properly, yep. would absolutely be on the top 20 list. Yep. yep. 16, Sami Zayn. 15, Adam Cole, baby. 14, Bailey. So he has Bailey in his top 20. That's awesome. He has Dakota Kai at 13. Wow. Oh, oh, okay, Derek. All right. You, you're just a big damage control fan. 12 is Asuka.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing wrong with Asuka. The Dakota one got me, though, but okay.
0: Sasha Banks at 11. RKO at 10. Triple H at 9. Eight is Batista. Seven is Kane. That then way. he has Taker right above him. CM Punk. The Usos. Roman Reigns at number three, number two, Steve Austin. And number one, we are all kind of aligned the rock, the first rock. This is the first. Yes. One and then he said, uh, <laughs> damn, I forgot to mention Eddie Guerrero. Can I take <laughs> out Adam Cole and replace Eddie? Then he said, yeah, my list keeps changing. I keep forgetting to mention some wrestlers like Brock Lesnar. I'm sure Brock may not be on your list anymore, but we can, if I can separate Hogan, absolutely. dare you can put Brock on there." Um, Oh, sorry, man. He said also looking forward to the Royal Rumble. Oh, I thought you said he's looking forward to proc me in the Royal Rumble. Going to be epic. Yep. So that was fun. So awesome. Thank you everybody who lists. Yeah. Um, but it's just so much fun just to like hear people's top twenty lists, right? Because nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It is your personal list of what got you into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it just shows also like the wide spectrum of some of these folks like he was talking about people that were you had never even heard of right, that's in his that top 20 list Bruce and Adams then yeah you hear some of these here and it's like wow people who were kind of really bonafide Mitt Carter at time, right? Never hit the main event. Never main event in Mania or the uh, the Tokyo Dome or main event in the WCW, but it was still like something about them. Grab. Spoke to them, yeah. Yep. Love it. Absolutely love it. Super cool. So now, yeah, we gotta do a tag team one soon. Um, That's gonna be fun and really, really hard. For me, for sure. Just like, really we should do just like top 10 to make it really, really hard.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Because I probably know 11. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Look, he, he already thinking about
0: it. Yep. Hey, no. Yep. He already thinking about it.
1: I might have to shoot off a picture. You can get ten without even it.
0: thinking. Yeah, I probably have yeah, to shoot yeah, off the easy twenty
1: to get to my ten.
0: So, so maybe we call it the tippy top. The, the tippy top. Oh, last thing, and we we can get out of here. It was so fun. Uh, Rodriguez's mom was over to the house, um, and she watched the Royal Rumble with us, which was really really cool. Doesn't watch wrestling. She's familiar with, like, of course, like, the big, big names, right? Roman Rock. But it was so interesting to see her and her reaction to the wrestlers. And it was interesting because anybody big that came out, she would say, are they champion? (laughs) So we had to explain to her what the Rumble was. She's never seen a Royal Rumble, right? But they showed um, LA Knight in the pre-show. And she's like, is he the champion? I was like, that's surprising. Mm, Okay. Naomi came out in her entrance. She's like, is, is she a champion? I was like, interesting. Tiffany Stratton came out. She's like, is she a champion? I was like, bear on to something. So, you know, as, as we talked about my dad watching that full episode of SmackDown about a month ago and him being involved in it, and he hasn't watched wrestling like that in decades. See where these moms, doesn't know anything. She was into it, though. But just her correlation to Who was some of these wrestlers and are they champions, I think she said the same for Jay too. And I was like, yep. So they figured out something, and it works. All right, y'all. Y'all got anything else before we get out of here?
1: Just thank y'all for participating and engaging in that 20 list or well, the top 50 list that y'all sent in. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, y'all. We're about to go and uh, get some Robitussin, some Night Quill, some Day Quill, uh, some Hot Totties maybe. Each represents representing the, the Pistons hoodie we appreciate that lions didn't get it done so i want to talk about that that was hurt that that hurt a little bit but does what they always say is always next year it's always next year we'll be all right though you live by the sword you die by the sword anybody that knows ball knows the reason why we lost was not just because we didn't kick field goals mm. that was a collective team loss. You can't catch can't stop anybody that's what happens but all good all to the good thank you guys for listening socials that's W. twitter instagram youtube that's freaking wrestling check us out there subscribe i don't ever tell you guys subscribe but i think you guys know that please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it apple podcast spotify subscribe like on youtube it helps the algorithm and all that kind of good stuff we'll be back on sunday we gotta talk some AEW. we haven't really like dig deep in AEW, but man, like nobody's just rocking right now and we try to keep these shows like under an hour and a half He's don't have time, and he's just gonna hit us with. It sucks anyway, so I'm trying to I'm trying to spare him from really coming across as an AEW hater. But we're gonna find something to talk about. We're gonna make up something if Dynamite and Collision ain't got something. If Clarissa
1: Thomas can make up stuff on NFL, we
0: absolutely (laughs) can make up something on AEW, right? And we will talk to you on Sunday.